0: hello everyone it is friday april 12th and this is episode 10 of the bobby bites podcast wow episode 10 already uh i didn't even think episode one would get recorded so thank you guys for all the support most appreciated i have really been enjoying this and i'm going to continue doing it as long as i can and we are finally finally on itunes available Uh, As of episode 9. So now every episode from 1 to now will be available on iTunes going forward. Um, And I'd like to thank uh, Anchor FM for helping me make that happen. So thank you guys. So this week I'm going to keep things more freeform than normal. I normally have some specific things that I want to talk about. But this week I'm just going to kind of ramble along. Uh, A couple of things that I do want to talk about briefly. Uh, Tech news this week. It's not a lot going on. I mean, there are some announcements. Uh, you know, I, I know there was a lot of discussion and some people waxing poetically on and on and on about um, Apple's decision to cancel the AirPower. Matt, charging Matt. You know what? It was a business decision. Um, I'm sure it doesn't foretell the demise of Apple by any stretch of the imagination, as as folks have uh, pondered. So. Just keep that in mind. I mean, it was a product that they didn't or couldn't get the way they wanted it, so they decided not to bring it out. End of discussion. You know, I mean, honestly, I can't really be disappointed. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of us are that wanted to try it, but since we didn't get to try it, we really don't know what we're missing. And I would much rather them shelf the product than bring out a product that was potentially dangerous. I mean, especially if it was overheating or causing batteries to overheat, etc., the liability there far outweighs any need for that particular product. So uh, hopefully they've got something else in the works. Uh, if not, you can buy a, a, a charger pretty much anywhere now. I mean, Griffin makes them, uh, gosh, everybody makes one just about except Apple. So uh, I, I'm sure you're not going to be lacking in finding one of those chargers. So on to other things. Um, I kind of want to talk about a couple of... I don't know odd things about tablets this week. Uh, you know, I've I've been playing with a number of tablets. Uh, I've played with pretty much every tablet out there since inception uh, throughout my career. But here recently, I've kind of had this little quandary about which one I want to be my daily driver. And it's it's funny, my needs may not be you know, your needs or or the majority of people's needs, but I do have specific requirements of things that I like for a tablet to be able to do. Now, now keep in mind, I've used everything, you know, back to the old Palm days. I, I, I used a Newton back in the day when, when Apple brought out the Newton, so I'm, I'm familiar with tablets. You know, I used to have a tablet PC, uh, an HP, as a matter of fact, one of the earlier ones. Uh, so these things aren't new to me, but the tablets that are out now are so advanced and so usable, and, and the, it's completely different from when these things first came out. I know a lot of you listening to this podcast will probably not remember the origami PCs that, that tried to come out a few years ago or were uh, announced a few years ago and only a few shipped. That that was a a promise of a small tablet that was, you know, just pick up and use. But there again, the execution is what killed it. So... Um, you know in that place we've gotten the iPad and we've got Android tablets and we've got you know now the surface tablets from Microsoft which are really good and then you've also got uh, the pixel slate that that Google brought out now there are some good Android tablets but I've never been a huge fan uh, just because of the uh, the app situation on on Android tablets has never been exceptionally you know good it's just been it has been what it has been you know i mean if you've used them you know what i'm talking about uh if you haven't they're the the apps are somewhat you know hit or miss so the pixel slate was kind of interesting i wanted to go and give it a good hands on and compare it to the surface and compare it to the ipad to see you know because i i really i really do want to kind of settle in on something as my daily driver for at least for a little while so uh using the <laughs> using all three uh my my thing is going to be uh, not so much what you would consider heavy work usage because I'm not doing any heavy work these days. So it's going to be what I can open up quickly, find the best sketching or note taking app that I can find and get my ideas down quickly because I love to sketch and paint digitally. It's just something that, it's just a hobby, it's something I've always enjoyed doing. So. I'm not good at it by any stretch of the imagination, but I enjoy it, so I want to have the best experience possible, and one of the things to me that's very important is the feel of the stylus or pen uh, on the screen, and of course, the speed at which it picks up the lines, because I do like to do quick sketches, and I like to, you know, I'm into continuous line and stippling and that sort of thing, so it has to be very precise and functional, and the standard that I kind of judge things by has been the iPad Pro uh, and Procreate. Uh, if you haven't tried Procreate as an app, it's an, it's an art app. It's available in the App Store, I believe. At last time I looked at it, was like six ninety nine. Um, I believe at one time it was nine ninety nine. But there are tons of features in this app. It's a great, great art sketching and uh, paint app. But it's not. I mean, it, it does have some some limitations. I mean, it's not this well it's full featured and it does have a lot of the paint functionality but it doesn't have all of the natural paint functions that you would find in some of the, like the professional art apps but but it's getting there and it's really really good and it's really fast um, and of course the price you know it's really affordable so um, it's, a, it's a great app to, to play with it's a great app to have and it works really well with the iPad Pro and and the pencil so just keep that in mind as I, as I talk about this now I went and I I tried the uh, The surface I looked at the surface go. I've looked at the surface pro. I like the size of the go but it's kind of limited in the the processor and in the speed and the RAM so it's kind of one of those things where You know it's workable But there there's gonna be some slowdowns and I did notice some slowdowns now the app that I tried to use on on the surface uh was fresh paint it's a it's a app I, I believe it's free uh, it seems to be an app that was has been renamed yeah, I believe it was it was it's originally a a, it's a separate app and then Microsoft kind of used some of the features from that from for their own internal paint app but then fresh paint is also there so it's kind of confusing but you can get it in the in the Microsoft store it's it's a really great little natural painting app. Uh, it kind of reminds you of Art Rage if you've ever used Art Rage. Uh, very similar, but the the UI is much more simplified than Art Rage, and to me it seems a little faster. Um, Art Rage is a great app, but it's but it's sometimes it can be a little slow, especially if you're if you have an underpowered machine. So um, I used Fresh Paint to try uh, this particular app, and it, it worked okay, and I love the feel of the surface of the Surface Pen. I love the pressure sensitivity. And i love the fact that you have the uh you know you can have the cursor on the screen just a small little dot if you need to, to just kind of see where you're going to land uh and if i'm not mistaken you could probably turn that off i haven't really tried but i know that that ability should be there it's a full version of windows so that's that's really it was really good you know using that i've used that before i've had a surface before uh but i wanted to try the pixel slate because i kind of live by my chromebook for you know day-to-day use i, I use my macbook a lot but i But the Chromebook is my, like I've mentioned before on the podcast, it's my get things done computer. It's just quick, it's dirty, it's it's there, it's it's everything is in the browser. You know, it's it's Chrome OS. It's something that, um, you know, either there's two schools of thought. It's either underpowered for you or it's plenty for you to use. You know, if if you're just a casual user, Chrome OS is great, Uh, and it's getting more and more full, full featured and. And i've mentioned several times i can't wait to see uh what it evolves into or you know once they get more android integration or if they go to that uh that new kernel uh with fuchsia the new operating system that they're working on that kind of combines or that could possibly combine chrome and android together but but i really don't know yet i'd have to you know i have to wait and see what the news is on that but just playing with my Chromebook on a day-to-day basis it gets things done you know Google Docs is easy I can easily convert it to a Microsoft document and use it um, just no you know no complaints and and I use this thing I've got a Chromebook that I've used for a couple of years and it's it's been it's been fantastic it's been usable it's been uh, super simple and and I really like it so I wanted to give the pixel slate a try to see if I could use it as my daily driver for a tablet now I know there's only I think one or two podcasters out there that I've listened to that actually keep a Pixel Slate or have one and they they love it and they use it and you know they defend it. But I honestly can't. I I tried it from a usability standpoint. The the keyboard's not bad. The way that you position the keyboard is not not really bad. It works, but it doesn't give you the the same flexibility as say the Surface and then of course uh with those really thick bezels and the size of it it's it's a little bulkier to carry around than an iPad Pro and, and uh you know and it's and then again it's also price-wise it's right there in the middle so it's not it's not pricey per se i mean it is kind of pricey but you know it's if you if you use it on a daily day basis you can you know you can justify what what you pay for any pretty much anything if it works for you so You know, the biggest thing that I wanted to make sure was that it worked. Now, there was a built-in, there was a built-in painting and drawing app on the model that I played with, and I tried it, and I was sitting there, and I was drawing with it and sketching with it, and I thought, you know, this is not too bad, but then I realized that I was using really large brushes, and I was using large pen strokes, so I needed to, you know, Tune it down and to get to what I'm normally sketching with is like pencil size or pen size and in doing that I Haven't saw this since honestly since the early days of tablet computing and I saw Pixels, I actually saw like a pixelated line something like you would see if you were drawing in the old Microsoft paint program I was I was just kind of taken aback by it, just a little bit. It was a little shocking, though. I mean, there was no, no, no anti-aliasing, no, no, sh- no pixel shading. I mean, just this jagged, pixelated line, and I couldn't. At first, it just didn't register with me what I was seeing. I was like, "Oh my goodness, is this is this real?" So you know, I I sat down and played with the the uh, settings a little bit, but it didn't really change anything and then i just i just got a little frustrated because that's i hate to say that but that would be a deal breaker for me i just i i could i could slow down and take my time and and maybe not see it but once once it's one of those things where once you see it you can't unsee it so every time you make a line or every time you make a circle you would just you're just looking for it so i i saw this pixelated line now Anyone out there want to write in or, or or reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram and let me know that that I'm seeing something wrong? Please feel free, you know, to correct me because um, this was a full full working full display model, and I was using an app that was built in. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. It, like technically, it could have been the app. I doubt it was the hardware because these things aren't exactly, you know, they're not exactly uh, low end hardware by any stretch. We're looking at Uh, Intel i5 processor or an M3 processor that even even the Celeron, uh, with four gigs of RAM should have been able to uh, make smooth lines using that that Google pencil or pen uh, stylus that they have. I and I would want to believe that this was probably an i5 model that was on display, uh, because the price point. So, you know, I'm a little. I'm a little concerned by that. So I'm I'm not sure if it's a a software issue or if it was a demo issue or if it was just something that in that particular hardware combination, you know, was causing that. But either way, for me to have have saw that jaggedness and then have the pen kind of just be really really slow to catch up with my lines or line marks and I wasn't even wasn't even going that fast for that particular type of sketching that i was doing so um don't think that i can say that i don't recommend the slate because as far as using chrome uh chrome os if that's your thing and it works for you there's there's nothing stopping you from using it but for me and my needs and looking for a a daily driver tablet that i can just take everywhere and do everything you know pull out quickly and, and sketch with and paint with uh I couldn't, I couldn't in good, you know, in good faith use that. I couldn't, I couldn't get used to it. So, uh, you know, there again, if I had to rank these, I would say the iPad Pro is still with Procreate is still probably the best choice for, you know, for just a casual artist. And then if you needed to do more pro activities then the, uh, the Surface, Surface Pro, and then if you, you know, were into casual, casual sketching the, uh, Surface Go would work. But, uh, honestly the Pixel Slate, um, just uh, wait around see if there's some some software improvements or if you want to give that a try and see if you experience the same thing I did now moving on to my favorite part of this discussion uh, my wish list what I would like to see in a tablet what I would think would be the ideal setup for a daily driver Um, you guys know if you've heard any of my podcasts you know I have an affinity for the folding screens uh, that may or may not happen. I, you know, honestly, at this point, um, it's just going to be a matter of time to wait and see when those come out. But with what's out there now and what we can buy currently within this generation or the next, I would really like to see, from an iPad standpoint, Apple take the cameras up a notch. Now I know there's this meme of of silliness involved with holding an iPad up to take a photo, but when you're using your iPad as a sketchbook and you're out and about, and you want to take a really good photo of something to use as part of your artwork, it would be really nice if the camera was just as good as the camera on the iPhones. Uh, that's not outside of the realm of possibility. We know that you know Apple could do that if they wanted to. Now, whether it's financially viable or whether it's you know within the The profit margin of the device or whether it would cost the device to to cost too much. You know, that's, you know, that's speculative. I mean, that could happen. I mean, it could be something that would cause the the device to be, you know, cost prohibitive. But, you know, honestly, we're talking about a camera module. So, I, I don't think it would drive up the cost that high. But, you know, I mean, I could be wrong. I really don't know about component costs. So, that's something I'd like to see. I'd like to see the camera be... At least as good as the camera that you can get on the high-end phones uh, on a tablet device now I would love for that to roll over into the surface line as well And speaking of the surface line the the next thing I'd like to see is arm processors now everyone knows that uh, Microsoft has been experimenting with arm processors. It's it's uh, you know, it's not it's not a secret Uh, We've got a few PCs out there now that that run ARM processors but there's also this uh rumor that Microsoft is working on something um called Windows Lite or it's another version of Windows um along the veins of Windows S you know and I've had a chance to play with Windows S and use it and I know it seems like a um for most people it would you would consider it a step down from Windows but I can I see it more as a streamlined version uh it's 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 more uh it, it more does away with legacy items than it does Hinder you in any way. I don't know if, that, if that's if that's something that that a lot of people would identify with a lot of folks would argue with me there, but I Think Windows Light, the light connotation is not something they probably need to market I think they need to call it something else. I think it's probably going to be more of an advanced subset of Windows You know just the core and then whatever features you need for that particular device, which I think Could speed things up. I you know, there's just all this arguments around um uwp and, and uh progressive web apps or pwas i mean uh what's you know what's going to be the primary driver what what, what are the applications going to be or are, are we looking at windows is windows going to go toward more toward pwas or or, or are we going to stick with uh, uh universal windows uh it doesn't really matter per se i mean i think that Everything is eventually going to be kind of a combination of all of those things. Anyway, there's going to be some things that are going to live on on the laptop. There still will be this possibility of a thin client where you access the web and everything you do lives on the web. I mean, if you look at the way the the gaming services now with uh, uh, Google announcing Stadia and you know that uh, Apple just announced arcade, which I think those will still be downloads. But there's this idea that gaming will move to a streaming platform and then you could do. Pretty much anything with that I mean as fast as the web is now uh, there was always the promise with HTML5 that you would have this more uh, progressive and usable web and that's kind of why Chromebooks have been successful is because a majority of the things that we do we can do in a web portal but for me for to see the the next generation of the surface uh, be something that I would want it to be my daily driver I would love to see an arm-based device a faster, cleaner UI, uh, something along the lines of what, what we've kind of heard that Windows Lite would be. So, you know, whatever that is, I'd like to see it. Now, Microsoft is having an event on the 17th to announce the Surface Hub 2 or, or talk more about the Surface Hub 2, which I think uh, if you've watched that presentation and you see the interface that's on that screen and when they One of the things that I was kind of that I've kind of drawn to, and I think I may have mentioned this in a previous podcast, is when they rotate that screen. The rotation animation is just beautiful. Uh, I would love to see that come over into their tablet line, into the Surface line, so that if you have a Windows Lite or a simplified interface, no matter how how you hold it, it's going to be. Readable and upright so if you twist the device around as you're drawing or painting the the UI moves with you uh, In a dynamic way, and I think that would be uh, Super usable uh, and I know there's a lot of people that argue with me about that because they go well I don't want my page moving. I don't want this moving. I don't want that moving." If you look at the way that moves your page wouldn't move It's just the background and the UI elements around it would move which I find I find usable you know, some people would find that as a distraction. So, uh, to each his own, I'm sure it would be something you could turn on or off, but I would love to see that feature. I would love to see that simplified UI. And again, better cameras in the surface devices, just like in the iPads. I would love to see really high end cameras front and rear, uh, in the surface device, just because, If I'm out and I do have the device, like I said, I want to be able to grab that shot, grab a phenomenal shot and then edit on the go. So that's what I'd like to see in the Surface line. And then of course I mentioned already what I'd like to see in the iPad line. From the iPad, the the design, the overall aesthetic of the device is great. It's already what it needs to be. I mean, yeah, you could say, well, they could thin out the bezels even more, but then how much, I mean, how much do you really, really, really need those bezels to go away? I would love to see that same thing in the Surface line, especially the Go, I would love to see them stretch that screen all the way out. Same size device, but just minimize the bezels as much as possible, and then still have that uh, that the stand in the back, the the multi the multi position stand. And I would love to see on the Surface Go. I would really like to see the colors from the uh, Surface laptop line move over to that uh, a a black Surface Go or. a you know, a, a midnight cobalt blue, whatever color that they're, they're, whatever they're calling that blue color, and then the uh, burgundy color as well. Those would be really nice to see, just from an aesthetic standpoint. Uh, and the uh, ability to use a microSD card in the Surface Go is a plus. I, I know that that's probably something we'll never see on the iPad. But the fact that it's there on the surface, I really, really like having it there because if I do have to use a camera, a high-end camera or something like that to take a shot and then, or have some files that I need to move, it's just, it's just a matter of convenience to have it there. And it really doesn't take away from the aesthetics of the device at all to have a little slot for an SD card. So, you know, it's just me, I guess. Uh, and as far as the, uh, the Google offering here, you know the slate itself is it's the beginning of something that could be great so i'm not going to count it out as far as you know what they can or can't do because i believe that you know google does have the the design group there that could make this a great device they could do any of the things that i mentioned to the other two you know reduce the bezels increase the camera capability but really my experience with the device um I think there needs to be some software tweaking there first. So you know, whatever Google has in store for the future for their their fuchsia operating system or even for Chrome or Android, you know, uh, bring it on. I, I want to see it. But uh, for me, uh, right now, as it stands, the iPad uh, iPad Pro 11 inch with the with the pencil is still still the king as far as being able to just take it with you as a daily driver the surface is really close. It's getting there. And in some cases, in some, some usages it's actually better because of the full features that it has, that the iPad doesn't have. I honestly am kind of torn between the two most of the time, but, um, we'll see with the the next release I think will probably be a pivotal moment for us, especially when, when and if Microsoft switches to arm and if they do, uh, this uh, Windows light correctly it could be it could be a, a really refreshing break or a refreshing change for Microsoft and it could be something that could uh, could really increase usability and, and and the ability for us to uh, have something that's simple fast and easy to use and and lower that price point as well especially if they're going with arm so um, I can't wait to see that. Again, everyone, I'm going to wrap the podcast up here. If you have any feedback for me, please feel free. It looks like I'm available everywhere now that podcasts are consumed. Um, recently made it on the iTunes. Again, uh, thank you, Anchor FM, for, for helping me make that happen. And I will see you guys next time. Thanks a lot for listening.